Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. As it was World Mental Health Day on Monday, I thought it'd be good to do a transparent episode with you guys, speaking about some things that I've done, some lifestyle changes I've made to improve my mental health. But before I do get into that, I just wanna say that I am not a psychologist, I am not a counsellor, I am not a qualified professional in mental health in any way. I'm really just sharing what has worked for me from my own experience. And again, if any of what I'm gonna say resonates and you feel like it's gonna be useful, feel free. But I just thought I'd put that disclaimer in at the beginning. I think the best place for me to start is to speak a bit about how I perceived mental health for a long time, because I think that really has had an impact on how I have dealt with my mental health and how I have uh, made certain changes in my life in regards to that. So for me, I've grown up in a Christian household. I am black Caribbean and I think, I I did say I'm Christian, right? I'm Christian as well. And I think both of those things interlinking together has definitely affected the way that I've seen mental health for a very long time. As a Christian, a lot of the times when mental health is discussed, it's always from a perspective of it's a spiritual issue as opposed to the fact that mental health in many ways is in physical health. It's not always necessarily a spiritual route to it. Sometimes there are biological factors that can impact someone's mental health. And I think for a long time, I didn't really, not that I didn't believe that because I knew that was true, but it wasn't something that I would think about when I would think of mental health. I hope that makes sense to you. But I think it's important for me to kind of share that background first before I get into some of the things that I will share. So yeah, so for a long time, I always kind of thought mental health, it's normally there's some sort of spiritual route to it. There's a spiritual problem, all that kind of thing. But with maturing and really just understanding a little bit more and doing more research, to be honest, into mental health and some of the factors that can affect it, there are a lot of biological factors that can impact someone's mental health and even just going through experiences in life can impact our mental health in many ways. And as I've gotten older and matured a lot, I would definitely say that my outlook and how I see mental health has changed a lot. For me now, when I think of mental health, I think of it in the sense of the same way that I think of my physical health. Sometimes when it comes to mental health, we kind of put it on the back burner and we don't give it as much priority as we do with our physical health. And (laughs) The funny thing is both of those things can work together. If your physical health is not good, it can impact your mental health in a negative way. And equally, if your mental health is not in a healthy state, you're not in a position where you are functioning as you normally do, that can impact your physical health as well. So now for me, when I think of mental health, the way that I am trying to navigate it now is treating it as I do with my physical health. So if there's certain symptoms that I may identify myself where I realise I feel a certain way, I'm a bit more snappy than usual, um, or I just don't feel my usual self, I'm definitely more aware of that and more intentional on doing something about it. So let me get into the first lifestyle change. Actually, I just remembered something I wanted to share before I do share that. Um, as you can see, I didn't plan out this episode to the T because I really just want it to be transparent and authentic with you. I feel like if I plan every single aspect, it just won't be the same. If I go back to when I was about 14, 15, that age was very, very difficult for me. And that age, 14, 15, 
beginning of 16 was so difficult for my mental health especially I remember at that time I was having a lot of migraines I was just really sad and this part I didn't really speak to anyone about but I was feeling really suicidal as well there were a lot of this was I guess now looking back back on it there was a lot of factors that influenced this it was financial factors that were happening in my family just feeling quite isolated and I think something that kind of made my mental health worse was the fact that I wasn't open with how I was feeling I didn't open up to my mom or anyone else or even a friend I just kind of bottled every everything up that was the way that I dealt with it I'd bottle everything up I'd keep everything to myself I found it very difficult for me to open up and actually articulate what I felt and also I think at the same time thinking back to when I was 14 I don't think I really understood what I felt and I remember even then googling my symptoms and one of the things that it said that I might have been was I think it was not it wasn't bipolar I think that the symptoms sounded like onipolar I think it's you and I p-o-l-a-r if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna google that as i'm speaking with you now just to make sure but i'm pretty sure that is a thing let's see oh i forgot i turned off my data so i wouldn't be distracted and now the internet's not working yes unipolar that was actually a thing do not google your symptoms it's just probably the worst thing that you can do book an appointment with a doctor (laughs) because whenever you google your symptoms the results you're going to find are going to scare you and I remember reading that and being quite scared like oh my gosh is is this the reason why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and I think I did in some way speak a little bit about it um when I went to the appointment with the doctor with my mum I don't know if she remembers this but I remember it very vividly and this was especially about the migraines because I remember they had prescribed some kind of painkillers for the migraine and that I was having and they were just saying you know oh you know it might just be exams that she's stressed about but it was so much more than that but again because I didn't open up and I didn't really articulate what I felt that I didn't really receive the help that I needed at that time so I definitely did have suicidal thoughts and things like that but it just wasn't something that that I acted on mainly because of my fear of dying and also the fact that as a Christian the belief is that if you commit suicide you are very unlikely to go to heaven and that was one of the things if I'm honest with you that kind of stopped me that fear of going to hell was definitely something that prevented me from going through with my feelings um definitely trigger warning well I've already started talking about it but (laughs) trigger warning if this is any of the things that you are experiencing and I definitely say if this is the case do seek help don't bottle it up speak to someone speak to a doctor speak to someone that's professional that can help you because sometimes if you speak to the wrong person and unfortunately sometimes that can be friends or family the advice can be even more detrimental so do seek help that's one thing that I really want to stress but again like I said at that time I I didn't really know how to express myself so as I got older over the last couple of years especially one of the biggest things that I have done that has helped me to improve my mental health in many ways and a lot of what I'm describing now especially that very dark time I was 14 15 early 16 when that happened over the last 10 11 years my mental health has never gotten to that stage again and I pray that I never will um but one of the things that definitely helped me was building on my relationship with God that was the thing that really took me out of that dark pit And at times I kind of reflect back and I think about some of the thoughts I used to have and the way that I used to feel and it almost feels like I'm speaking about a different person because that just isn't me now. 
And it's so funny because even this week I was speaking with my manager at work and um, she was saying to me like, I can't imagine you being stressed. And I'm like, I do get stressed. I mean, you might not see it, but I do. But I've definitely learned to handle stress a lot better than I did then. And generally my attitude is just not to allow things to overwhelm me. I really try not to do that. But that was not always me. It's something I had to learn to build. It's I wouldn't say it's something that came naturally to me at all. But faith has definitely played a huge part for me in bettering my mental health. And I know that there are actually psychological studies that prove that, you know, those that have a faith in some ways tend to have a better mental health don't ask me which studies but I know that I've read <laughs> if I do um get some time I'll probably link some in the in the show notes um or if you're interested do your own research why not take that as some homework but yeah so that's definitely one of the things that helped me now now I can kind of get on to the points that I wanted to share so first things first one of the lifestyle changes that I've made to improve my mental health was just learning how to be open about my emotions and really exercising that. For me, learning how to be open was exercising it. It was very hard, it was very difficult. It's something I had to really push myself to come out of my comfort zone to do because it was very uncomfortable. And there are many times where I have opened up to people and I've kind of regretted it because it's like, you know, they've misused my trust. And then it's kind of like, when situations like that happens, it really does validate to you those thoughts that you have about why you do want to be open in the first place. And so something that I've had to kind of remind myself over the years where I have been in situations like that is just remembering that, you know, there are going to be times where you're going to trust people and they're going to misuse your trust. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't trust anyone. As difficult as it is, as hard as it is sometimes to kind of get yourself back up from that point, remembering that, you know what, again, we're all human, we all make mistakes. But also knowing that if someone has misused my trust and they haven't shown that they're willing to make changes to rebuild that, I don't have to trust them anymore. So also just kind of coming with that understanding as well. But for me, really just working on and exercising being open about my emotions and breaking that habit and that mechanism of bottling things up has probably been one of the biggest things that has really really contributed to my mental health in a in a really positive way and I think it's also important to have a small group of people it doesn't need to be many but people that you can really be honest with people that you can really if you're feeling down you're feeling in the pits that you can really say do you know what I'm not okay I'm not okay because sometimes we kind of have this facade or especially when you don't have people around you that you trust or you feel like they don't understand you it can be very easy to just be like oh I'm okay when really you're not so having people around me that I trust that I can be open with has really helped a lot but I would say that it takes time to build that circle of people that you can trust and when you have that do appreciate it do give value to those people because it's rare not everyone has that so I really do appreciate the people in my life that I'm able to truly be open and honest with because there was a time in my life where I felt like I could be I had people that they could be open and honest with me but I didn't feel like I had that with some of the relationships that I had it felt very one-sided but I'm glad now that I'm in a place where I have people that I can have both with it's it's a really nice feeling so that's definitely one of the things another thing was working through my emotions this is something I've had to restart over the last year because there's been a lot of life changes that I've had but 
understanding that it's important for me to work through my emotions. I can have the tendency to kind of just brush my emotions off and just continue working. I can function in feeling dysfunctional, if that makes any sense to you at all. But it's very easy for me to kind of just suppress feelings. So I've definitely learned to just work through them. Don't suppress them. If I'm angry, be angry release it, keep it moving, try to understand why I'm feeling angry. Although that's probably the worst emotion for me to use because I don't often get angry. But if I'm upset about something or if I'm feeling demotivated, um, those are probably emotions that I feel more. But really allowing myself to feel those feelings and trying to understand them, working through them, not suppressing them, not pretending they're not there, but actually just working through those emotions. Something for me also that has changed is that I'm actually open to therapy. Before, it's funny because I actually wanted to be a clinical psychologist growing up, but for a long time I was kind of like, mm, therapy, you know, kind of put my nose up at it a little bit. But now I'm in a place where if I ever felt like I needed it, I would definitely use it. And I think like anything, especially with therapy, there are so many different types of therapy. There is not a one size fits all. And I think it's definitely important about going into it with that right mentality and being open to the process. Because I think a lot of people that I do know that have tried therapy, they never wanted to. <laughs> they were kind of forced into it. And I think it's one of those things that you have to do wanting to do it. And you have to be willing to be open to the process and what that's gonna unpack. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely in a place where if I ever felt like I needed it, I would be open to it because why not? The other thing that I've done that has really, really helped me to improve my mental health was asking for help when I needed it. And this is definitely something I have learned to do more in marriage. I think when I was single, it was something that I never really did <laughs> because I never really had anyone per se, you know, apart from like my mom. But I think being in a relationship is a little bit different, especially when you live with that person. But learning to ask for help when I need it, learning that I don't have to do everything on my own. I think sometimes as women, especially if you are, you know, ambitious, boss babe, you can kind of get into this, you know, independent woman. I don't need no one. I don't need nothing. No, 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 all of that kind of stuff. But we're human. Everybody needs someone. <laughs> no man is an island. And I think it's important to have that balance between independence and also allowing yourself to depend on others when you need it. I think that's important as well. So definitely that's something that has helped me a lot because sometimes, you know, we struggle and we try to do so many things on our own. Whereas if we were to ask for help or, you know, utilize the resources around us, it would make our lives so much easier. So many times we do burn out because we're trying to do too many things. And I know, of course, not everyone's in that position where you have a support system. And when you don't, it can be very difficult. But if you do have one, tap into it utilize it and if you can be a support to someone else then extend that the next point that I want to speak about that has really helped me is removing myself from toxic environments especially of late the last more recent year, year or two this has been a big factor and I think it's only now when I look back at my life and certain experiences that I've had I definitely see that removing myself from toxic environments has really impacted my mental health in such a positive way. And it's only since making that decision and leaving those environments that I now can see it. For me, this experience has shown me that sometimes when you're in the situation, when you're in a particular environment, you don't realize how toxic it is until you take a step back, until you actually look at it from an outside perspective. Because sometimes dysfunction can seem so normal. 
sometimes toxicity can seem normal and sometimes it is normal but normal is not always healthy something that I always kind of try to say to myself is that normal is not always healthy there are many things in life that are normal or have become the norm but that doesn't mean that it's healthy normal should not always be my standard because sometimes normal is not healthy for us so I think also for me that's something I've had to take away from those experiences with for example when I was in a toxic work environment that definitely shaped me in many ways and uh, it was difficult when I was in that situation although to be fair I knew that was not normal and I needed to escape as soon as I could but just being in it and now not being in that situation when I look back at how I felt waking up in the morning dreading the day you know worrying about you know what's gonna happen today all of those kind of things was just not a good way to live and I wish I could have seen my blood pressure during that time, like throughout the day, especially when I was at work. It would have been really interesting to see what my heart rate and blood pressure was because I'm sure it was not at the levels it needed to be. But again, sometimes we are functioning. We are functioning dysfunction because we have to, because we're in survival mode. And I was very much in survival mode in that aspect. And even, you know, leaving a toxic church environment that I was in as well, that was another thing. I was so accustomed to certain things which in my head was normal because it was normal in that environment but in the grand scheme of things it was unhealthy it was toxic and for a long time I kind of just allowed myself to stay in that situation because it was a norm you know I'd been here for a long time I'm emotionally invested and sometimes it can be difficult to break away from certain relationships and even environments because of the time you've invested or sometimes making a decision to leave almost seems like the reasons you have for leaving can sometimes feel invalidated by the reasons you should stay. But I'm so glad that I made that decision to leave that environment because even since leaving, I have seen such a huge positive impact in my mental health in so many ways. And it's so crazy. And one day I'll probably do an episode on it, but today's not that day. All in all, (laughs) it definitely made such a difference. And now when I look back, I can see times where I was functioning in dysfunction and I didn't even realise it that I was. I didn't even realise that there were times that I was quite anxious about certain things, you know, because of certain responsibilities that I had and phone calls and the persistent messages. Guys, when I share it, you'll understand what I mean. But that's why I really wanted to kind of speak about that because I think sometimes when we're in certain situations because it's our norm we don't realize how unhealthy it is so it's always important to take a step back at your life to take a step back at what you're doing because we can be so busy going and going and going but really not really going anywhere and going nowhere we want to be you know so I think it's important to take a step back to pause and really just assess where you are and where you're going in life So removing myself from toxic environments was one thing I did, but also relationships as well. There are certain relationships that I had to kind of come to the conclusion that I need to be okay with distance in these relationships. I need to be okay with accepting people for who they are and how they function in relationships. I think sometimes we can get so worked up about friendships in the sense that you may feel like it's a one-sided friendship or one-sided relationship. And sometimes that's just how that person functions in relationship. That's their idea of how friendship should be. And I think instead of like dragging the dead dead horse or being bitter about things, articulate how you feel and keep it moving. You know, you can love people from a distance 
And also not everyone is going to be close to you at every single point in your life. And I think kind of coming to that understanding has been difficult, especially for relationships that I was really invested in or it was a long relationship. But I had to kind of understand that, you know, what, it's OK. Sometimes relationships, friendships are seasonal and I just have to be OK with that. The next thing that has really helped me is working through my baggage. This is something that from probably 17, I have really kind of been working on. And I know I'm forever going to be working on it because we're never going to be perfect. We're always going to have issues. We're human, (laughs) you know, but working through my baggage, working through my fears, you know, my traumas and all that kind of stuff has really helped a lot. Because sometimes we can be very in denial about how we feel or about situations that have hurt us because sometimes we don't want to admit that we're hurt or we're in pain. But being open and honest about my fears, about my insecurities, challenges that I have, things that do still affect me, just being open and honest with that and working through my baggage, allowing myself to go through that healing process has definitely helped. Next thing, which is a little bit different and you might not be expecting this one, but I definitely think that making exercise a habit has also impacted my mental health in a positive way. I remember you, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of episodes ago, early this year, I spoke about wanting to work on my fitness journey and get healthier. And I think for me now, I'm actually at a stage where exercising is actually a habit for me. When I was on holiday for three weeks, I kind of came out of my routine. I exercised like once on my whole trip, but even so, I actually wanted to, it just, it just didn't happen. But I allowed myself to just relax, you know, but now that I'm back and getting back into my routine, I missed it. I never thought I would miss working out. But I think for me, especially because I have that competitive nature, I like competing with myself. I like challenging myself and seeing myself get stronger, seeing myself being able to do something I wasn't able to do before. And even just seeing the physical changes in my body and feeling different. And I think also from a standpoint of my mind and my energy, I'm so much more energized. Two years ago or so, I was tired all the time. I was always tired. I was falling asleep on trains, buses, wherever I was going, I would be getting a little nap. I was constantly tired. But since I have really started making exercise a habit, and not only that, but prioritizing getting sleep, I am I have so much more energy. And I think also I'm a lot less irritable. When I was constantly sleep deprived, I was so much more irritable then than I am now. And it's so crazy how sometimes we don't even realize how these things can really have an impact on our health and how we function. Because again, when we're in a routine, when something is normal for us, we think that's just who we are. And no, it wasn't. I was just sleep deprived. So (laughs) since making that a priority and even changing my eating habits, you know, prioritizing drinking more water, actually having fruits and vegetables has made such a difference to my energy levels and even my outlook, like I don't have that foggy brain anymore. I genuinely feel so much better. It's made a huge difference. So I would recommend that to you. And I I have read a couple of um, articles about that, where it has spoken about the correlation between what we eat and our mental health. And quite often, if you eat a lot of junk food or if you eat your, um, what's the word? I was going to say deprived. That's not the word though. You are deficient in certain essential vitamins and minerals that can have a huge impact on your mental health in a negative way so that's also something to maybe do your research on as well 
And the last change that I wanted to share with you guys that I have done is, which I'm still working on, right, is striving for a balance in work life and play. Sometimes it can be very difficult for me with this one right here because when I have a project I'm working on or when there's something that I'm trying to achieve, sometimes I am just tunnel vision on that thing and it can be quite difficult for me to strike that balance between having fun, resting, doing other things and getting that thing done. But I think right now, I'm in a pretty good place with that. There's a lot of things that I have going on right now but I'm still trying to schedule in fun. I'm still doing other things that, you know, relax me, that make me laugh, that bring me joy. But I know that this is definitely going to be something I will constantly have to work on because balance is one of those things that you find it and then something gets added. You're always going to be in that sense of trying to find that equilibrium in your life and the process is never going to be perfect. So, but right now, it's in a pretty good place. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm really just trying to be intentional about striking that balance between working towards my goals, but also having fun at the same time. Also being present in my present and trying to enjoy the stage of life that I'm at, trying to appreciate where I am right now and what I've been able to do thus far, the things I've been able to experience. Um, And even that in itself has impacted my mental health in a positive way. Because sometimes for me anyway, when I was so focused on the future and what I'm trying to work towards and what I'm trying to build and trying to get to this place, right? And feeling like I'm not there. Always feeling very frustrated about my life. And I think even that mentality mentally has aged me because I've constantly felt like I was old and I'm not old. I have to remind myself, Peter K, you're 27. You're not even 30 yet. Calm down. I'm definitely better than I was before. But this has been my way of thinking probably since I was like 19, 20. And I don't think that was very healthy. Um, It could have probably been turned out a lot worse. But kind of working myself out of that way of thinking has been difficult but it has allowed me to see life through a different lens and just being able to enjoy where I'm at and not constantly feeling like a failure not constantly feeling like oh but I haven't done this yet so I can't I can't be happy where I'm at right now because I haven't done this thing yet but just learning to appreciate the process and celebrating the process. One thing I want to say to you, especially if you can relate to any of those things I just said, is that the process is worth celebrating. The process of life, life is a process. It is worth celebrating. It doesn't always have to be the milestones. I love the milestones, but even once you achieve them, our brain wants the next thing. That's just how we are as human, you know, (laughs) we're never satisfied but the process is worth celebrating. The process to getting there, those small wins that nobody sees, they are worth celebrating too. So I wanna really remind you about that. Well, for me, those are some of the lifestyle changes that I have made that has improved my mental health. And I hope that you found some value in it. I hope that you found it useful. If you listened to the last episode, I have got a survey out at the moment in regards to the Mr. Mrs. series. So I want to know from you guys what sorts of episodes you want to hear on the podcast relating to relationships, dating, marriage, single life, and so on. So if you've got any ideas, even if you don't fill the survey, it will only take you two minutes and it will really help me massively. So if you haven't done the survey yet, the link will be in the show notes and I'd really appreciate it so much if you filled it out. 
Now, if you're listening on a platform that allows you to rate or leave a review, please do so. I say it in every episode, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep reminding you (laughs) until you've all done it. But thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I guess if you have, it means you enjoyed the episode. And why not share it with a friend? I mean, even though it was World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October, let's just say October's Mental Health Month. So share it with a friend, share it with someone you think that will find value in the episode. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next episode.